0: Today's date, March 4, 24. Episode
1: 4 I'm sorry.
2: Today's date is March 24th, 2023. And this is episode 14.
3: Hi, punks. Going to school,
1: huh? Yeah. Why don't you play
0: fish and come fishing with us? Yeah, boy, they're
4: sure biting. Get thee behind me, Satan, and don't push.
1: Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, You don't tempt the Lord thy like God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, Get away from me, say. Jesus said, You don't tempt the Lord thy God. Now, Jesus went to the desert 40 nights and 40 days. When he got tired and hungry, to his father he would pray. But the devil came to Jesus, said, If you want to be fed, why don't you turn these big old words? The stones to bread. And he said, get behind me, Satan! Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan! Jesus said, Get away from me, Satan! Jesus said, You don't tempt the Lord like God. Get behind me, Satan! Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan! Jesus said, Get away from me,
3: Satan! Jesus said, You don't tempt the Lord like God. Then the devil, he took Jesus to the temple up
1: on top. And he said, if you are the son of God, you fall for this little problem. For the scripture says that angels will slow your falling down. And they'll gently put your feet back on the ground. Yes, he said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy like God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy like God. Ooh. Then the devil came to Jesus, to a mountaintop to shovel. All the cities and the nations and the kingdoms here below. And the devil, get told Jesus, you can have all that you see. If you will just bow down and worship me. He said, get, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord like God." Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, he said, don't tempt the Lord
3: like God.
2: Hello and welcome to this is an official godcast. Thank God it's Friday. My name is Ron Johnston, and I'm here with FlightWorks Mary and Burke.
5: Hi, Ronnie. Right. Hi, Mary.
4: Hi, Mike. Hi, Ron.
2: Hello. Tonight we have a special guest giving her testimony, Gwen Besser. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Lightworks, how are you doing tonight?
4: I'm doing good as usual. Can everybody hear me okay?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just for old time's sake, huh? That's right. loud and clear, Mary.
4: We have it settled now, but
2: fantastic. Yes, Burke, you ready for tonight? I'm ready. You, I'm ready. You feeling it? Oh, yeah, I'm feeling it, buddy. What are you gonna sing us tonight? Nothing. I'm <laughs> just kidding.
3: I won't be able, I will be able <laughs> I'm to get my guitar.
2: I know. Uh, Burke's off set tonight, so he's not in his studio with his guitar. Where are you tonight? Where are you exactly?
5: Well, I'm currently at home for a minute, but I'm going to be leaving, and I'll be in the truck. Hey.
2: <laughs> so descriptive thanks for all the details
5: <laughs> i'm a very
2: private man
5: i don't like to let too many people know what i'm doing and when that's i'm doing it do
2: you- don't let anyone know where you're at they could possibly take you out that's right
5: you
4: have like in the cup holder of your truck location we know.
2: unknown <laughs> okay, giving her testimony tonight gwen besser how are you tonight
6: i'm great thank you
2: you look great big and smiley i love it <laughs> Thank you thank so much. Your faith is amazing. And I want to thank you for being here. And I also want to welcome our additional listeners from the ranch tonight. Thank you as well. We appreciate everybody coming here and supporting yes. Gwen. It's so good to have you. Yes. This is Mary. Thanks, thanks, Gwen. Mary, thank you as well.
4: Yeah, um Gwen is a friend of mine from the King's Ranch. And we had Nate on here a few weeks ago. So some of you heard about that. And so that's where I met Gwen. So we we're friends through there. And um she's gonna share a pretty powerful story tonight that um I am I just know God's gonna use it big time. So
2: Yes, that was Nate Wattenhofer. That was episode 10. He was here giving his testimony. And then um, and next week we have another one from the ranch coming paulette anderson yes we're excited for that as well
4: yeah paulette will be here next friday um she actually um has buried her mom today so um if you that would be just in a prayer request for people out there for her but she'll be here on friday and she also has a very powerful story and i know her from the ranch as well so hers was also a national story which gwen's is as well so um, but you'll hear all about that
2: next friday all right just a few announcements uh godcast is your place of prayer so with any prayer requests please tag mary and uh, throughout the testimony and throughout the podcast, if you'll tag Mary with any prayer requests, spoken or unspoken, we will pray for you at the end of the show. Next week, Friday, March 31st, 7 p.m. Eastern, we just spoke about it, we'll have here Paulette Anderson. And if you wanna be here live for the chat, that's 7 p.m. Eastern on Podbean. If not, we welcome you on a recording. The week after that, we are going to be having a Bards family member, moon wolf here nathan will be here giving his testimony and um i said his real name should should i not have done that i don't know can we share his real name or or is it just i think we can he he
4: ran for office oh okay in missouri so all
2: right i don't want to get anybody in trouble you know like mike he's a he's unknown (laughs) where he's at we like to keep all these (laughs) secrets here we don't want to tell anybody too much it's more fun with yeah. them. It's uh, mm. suspenseful, right? Yeah. And uh, Moonwolf, he's going to be here. And uh, that's April 7th. And coincidentally, Mike won't be here that night. Um, but... So we're going to have to find a co host for that night.
4: Hmm. Um,
2: we'll make an announcement on that next week. Yes. But thank you for uh, uh, joining us, Gwen. Thank you for joining us. Um, before, you. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I said
6: thank you.
2: You're welcome. No, thank you. Uh, Yes, thank you.
5: (laughs) No, really. (laughs) Thank you, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: So before we get started, we're gonna have Mike lead us in prayer and then we'll get right at it.
5: Okay, let's pray. Father, again, we humbly come before you tonight to thank you first and foremost for sending your son christ jesus christ to pay for our sins so lord we can have eternal life and a relationship with you father your loving kindness your mercy your grace is just overwhelming when we stop and think about it none of us deserve the gift that you have freely given us we pray lord if someone is listening tonight wandering around in the wilderness and sin trying to do life on their own, we pray that you, Lord, would break into their lives tonight and they would come to a place that they realize how bad they need you. May this time tonight be a place where the gospel is clearly given, where you and you only will be glorified. Lord, tonight we also pray for for Gwen, that you, would help guide her as she gives her testimony tonight we are excited to hear how you changed your life and how you brought her out of the miry clay lord we pray lord that jesus christ be glorified tonight in all that we say and do in jesus name amen amen
4: amen,
2: amen. thank you mike
4: thank you mike
2: Well, Gwen, thank okay. you so much for being here. Um, we're going to hand the floor over to you. You have the mic. Right. Um, if if it's okay, uh, we might stop you along the way. And, you know, sometimes we get curious. We would like to ask questions if that's okay.
6: Absolutely. Feel free anytime.
2: Okay. And if there's yeah. anyone in chat that's listening live that has questions, you're you're free to tag either myself or Mary. And uh, we'll, we'll get a question to Gwen as fast as we can absolutely and no questions
6: are off limits sometimes people think that if they ask a question that it might make things whatever i'm okay with anything you're a big girl all
4: right
6: so thanks again for having me um i'm going to throw just a couple disclaimers out here first off this is not about me this is about god within me there is no good and if you listen to this story and go oh man she's so amazing or whatever you might think in this it's not me it's all god There's no way I could walk this journey without him. And he's so faithful When we allow him to be the Lord of our life and to truly trust him. He will walk with us through our mess. And he will bring blessing out of it. So that's my first one. And the next one is if I get emotional, which I'm pretty sure I'm going to, please understand I'm giving you highlights of this story. And as I'm giving those, I'm visualizing the many, many other things that happened, all simultaneously while this was all going down and it's just like reliving it in my mind so there's so much went on there's just not time to share it all but i'm just giving you highlights so if you if i start to cry bear with me i'll get through it i'm a That's crier okay. <laughs> so um my name is gwen besser as we said and if you google my name you'll find more information than you probably ever want to know about me but you'll find a story of tragedy and loss love forgiveness, and great glory for our God. But I was raised in a Christian home. I grew up in an Assembly of God church. Mom, dad, five kids, of which I'm the baby, which of course we all know babies are the best. I had a good life. I was what I thought was a good Christian girl. I did all the things I thought I was supposed to do. I obeyed the Bible like I thought I should. Pushed the boundaries like every teenager, which resulted in me being pregnant and married at 17. And being an oh wise teenager, like I thought I was, you know, Cinderella got married, lived happily ever after. And I thought I would too. Um, fortunately, I didn't realize that you actually had to communicate in a relationship. So after 24 and a half years of marriage, two kids, a lot of wounds. My kids were 18 and 24, we divorced. We did spend the last four and a half years of our marriage getting counseling, and doing some of the best communicating we ever did in our life. So there was a lot of healing that took place during that time. We're not your typical divorced family. We celebrate all of our holidays and birthdays together and we have great times creating family memories. So we are not what most people would think of when they think of a divorced family. We actually all get along and have fun. And that's a blessing in itself. Um, At the time of our separation, I had gone to my pastor and his wife for some counseling. They walked me through a two hour inner healing prayer some may know this as theophastic prayer i had some pretty big emotional wounds that i was healed from at that time i can specifically remember coming out of the prayer time and running into some people i knew and they looked at me and said what has happened your face is completely different and i attribute that to forgiveness and healing that can only come from god an extremely extremely helpful book that about this is healing life's deepest hurts um if you don't know what inner healing is i'll just give a quick synopsis when you're wounded, hurt or broken, which is we all are hurt in so many ways, we attach beliefs to a hurt that may or may not be true. Then whenever something happens in your life that brings that back to your mind, it's called a trigger. And you react out of that pain or belief. Most likely the reaction will be negative or probably doesn't have anything to do with the current situation, but it's more like your previous it's more about your previous pain. When you go through an inner healing, you will know you are truly healed when something that used to trigger you into a relapse of pain no longer has that grip on you for example when a spouse cheats on another or whenever the name of the person they cheated with or even a story about someone else being unfaithful is told or a movie with infidelity and it is shown it triggers a relapse of your pain all over again however when you are truly healed and you have forgiven that person for hurting you it is no longer has that effect on you You're able to say their name, you're able to hear about others' infidelity, and it doesn't put you into a tailspin. So like I said before, I'd had some pretty big things I was healed through through this inner healing prayer. I've also done it several other times in my life just because you're constantly being hurt by others in this world. It can't be avoided.
4: Gwen? Yes. So is that like uh, what some people call a manual prayer? I'm not sure. Deliverance. Um, Well, deliverance and a manual are a little bit different, but
6: i would say i don't know on the emmanuel i know that it's it's referred to as theophastic prayer in other circles but i don't know about the emmanuel okay all right um so another thing that was really helpful for me in my forgiveness forgiveness journey was the book the shack i know some people are pretty controversial over that book or movie but god used it to open my eyes and give me a whole new outlook on forgiveness and healing I don't know if you know the story or not, but the man's very young daughter is kidnapped and killed by a stranger in a park. God goes through the process of showing him how God forgives him and the man who murdered his daughter. God does not withhold forgiveness from anyone. And no matter how hard it is for us to forgive the person, God still loves them and they are a creation of his and God will forgive anyone if they ask. He will welcome them into his kingdom. God shows him how he must forgive his daughter's killer. I picked up the book multiple times, and each time I put it down because I was kind of judgmental, I'll say, about them portraying God as a woman. That's just me. When I finally was able to get past that and read the book, I came away with an understanding that if I want God to forgive me, I also have to forgive others, no matter what. Right. I also came to understand that there are no varying degrees of sin in God's eyes every sin, no matter if we think it's a small sin or a minor sin, or we think it's a major sin, such as murder, all sin breaks and grieves our father's heart. All sin puts tears in our father's eyes. And I know I don't wanna break God's heart or put tears in his eyes. So after my divorce, I really poured into God. I always thought I was a good Christian, as I said before, but I came to realize that I was actually a really good religious girl, Yeah. right?
4: I think we've all been there with that so
6: (laughs) there are a lot of soul searching and seeking what God has for me I came to realize he doesn't want me to live by a list of rules he wants a personal intimate relationship with me he wants me to obey the Bible out of my love for him not because I think it's a list of rights and wrongs that I need to live by in order to achieve my place in heaven so my walk with God changed dramatically I read a couple books, Sacred Romance and Captivating, which really helped me see what a relationship with God looked like. I'd have to say that through my divorce and pouring my heart out to God, I began striving to become the woman he created me to be. I learned God is very fond of me. I am his beloved.
4: And his, and his favorite.
6: Am, and <laughs> his favorite. And I embrace completely that I am his royalty. Yep. And I say that but everyone can be his favorites and his beloved, and we are all his royalty if we are part of his family. So, yeah, so I I literally really do embrace that. (laughs) (laughs) It changed how I felt about myself when I learned that that's how God looks at me. He truly loves me like that. Yeah, so it's much easier to love myself when I know I'm loved like that by the
4: creator of our world. And it shows. I'm just saying. Thank you.
6: So I grew to trust him in the littlest things. And as you do that, he gives you more opportunities to grow that trust. For example, I'd been trying to figure out how to buy an affordable house. Every time I went to my daughter's house, I drove by this townhouse development with a pond in the backyard. It was beautiful. And I kept telling God, I want to live there in that area. I had at <laughs> one time pulled a flyer for one of them, and they were way out of my price range. So one day my sister-in-law and i saw an ad for a foreclosure auction and one of those units i liked was up for auction we went and previewed it it was everything i wanted like perfect so my brother and i went to the auction i understand i had prayed and fasted and crunched numbers so i had a good idea what i could afford the unit came up for auction and when it got close to my price i panicked i told my brother no 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 don't bid. it i can't do it i can't do this yeah he tried to help me settle down and bid but i couldn't i was freaking out so we left without bidding my entire family was all over me like what in the world you <laughs> knew what you could do this was supposed to be yours mama why did you bid on this so, i'm mean, like i blew it i knew i blew it so we went to the next action hoping that there was another house that i liked somewhat and that you know maybe i'd get that one but i walked up to the men in charge of the auction and i said I blew it on this this townhouse. Is there any way I can get in on the deal? And they're like, no, not unless you want to put your name down as an alternate buyer. And if the first buyer's financing falls through, then you can buy it for what they bought it for. And I'm like, perfect. Put me down. Yeah, that so works. They put me down and I prayed and said, God, if it's supposed to be mine, you'll make it happen. So I had total peace and trust. The next morning we received the call saying, The house is yours. Their deal fell through. So come in tomorrow morning and sign the papers. Cue my new panic attack. <laughs> like I spent that day recrunching numbers and yeah. praying to make sure I was doing the right thing. I went to bed with peace again. I woke up in another panic. I realized I'd neglected to figure my two hundred dollar tithe money into my calculations. I hit my knees again, telling God, "God, I need you to take care of this for me. You know my heart. The tithe dollars aren't even mine. They're automatically taken out. It's your money. Um, right? I screwed up my figuring. I'm two hundred dollars short. I can't buy this house. I can't afford this house." So we get in the car, we drive down to this place. And on the way, my mortgage guy calls and says, good news, your mortgage came in $200 less a month. No way. (laughs) And I
4: went,
6: thanks God, I got it. It's supposed to be my house. So like, you know, like I said, you trust him in little things and he just gives you bigger things to trust him. So there's a big one. I was like, okay, there's my gift.
5: We always get so worked up about stuff. And then the Lord just comes in and (laughs) says, don't worry, man, I got it. Just just Uh take a seat. (laughs)
6: If we just trust him we just have to trust it's just yep. we think we can control things and no we can't <laughs> yeah <laughs> so another one was one particular night i was feeling super lonely and i cried out to god and i as i laid in my bed and i said god can you just please show me you love me or that i'm loved it would be super awesome if you could come down and lay with me and just hold me that would be like <laughs> super cool i not <laughs> And I prayed and cried till I fell asleep. So the next morning I get in the car to go to work and my usual Christian station is all static. So I switched to the alternate Christian station that I had programmed in. And these are the words that were playing. Whatever I gotta be, I'll be for you. Whatever you need from me to see you through. Whatever you need, I'm for you. And as those were playing, I looked straight out my window and there's a slow motion falling star from the sky. And I'm like, okay, God. And I knew he was saying, I love you, my beloved. And I've never felt lonely or alone again. It's just, it was so powerful that he thought enough of me to give me those two signs that just clicked at the exact same moment. And I was like, you do love me so much. And, you know, come to find out that that song, it was Toby Max i'm for you i'd never heard it and it was kind of a rap song i am not a rap music fan (laughs) and so when i googled these lyrics and i come up with this song it was a song i would never have allowed to play on my radio i would have just flipped the station because i wouldn't have been something i liked but in the middle of the song there's one speaking phrase and that's what was playing exactly at that time was the speaking phrase so all it was was words with music in the background So I thought that was pretty cool because he knew I would never listen to a rap song to hear it. So he just played the little phrase that made, you know, the best. So we just all over again, got confirmation that he's got me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. So I was truly happy with God as my husband. I didn't think I'd ever marry again. I was single eight to nine years and I was content. Um, I didn't really see any reason to put myself out there to possibly be hurt again and get married. And, you know. So in 2007, I did a Bible study, and part of that study showed me that God sent his son to earth, knowing 100% that we would mistreat and kill his only son. And he still loved us enough to send him. I came to the decision then that if God could do that, I could take the risk and possibly love again or not. You, you know, I might get hurt, I might not. But so I kind of opened my heart again before it was pretty closed off, and I was like, eh, I'm not ever marrying again. Uh, that kind of opened my heart (laughs) yeah and then um another Bible study I did around that same time I we were supposed to list the desires of our heart to God in a letter and part of that list that I wrote included the characteristics I would want in a husband if he had one for me things like integrity honesty financially stable responsible wise fun good-looking to me enjoy music a tither man who loved Jesus like I did one who only had eyes for me. And I wrote this list and sealed it in an envelope and put it back in the, stapled it to the back of my Bible study book. So fast forward five years, a friend, Todd, that I had worked with for 16 years was struggling in his marriage. His wife had left him. We'd always been really good friends and joked and teased all the time. He was not born again. And I told him the first thing he needed to do was get his relationship with God right and then pursue his wife and marriage. So in the process of him trying to save his marriage, I brought him to the class called Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, which is just great for any kind of relationships, but we were doing it as a Bible studies at the time, so I just had him tag along. And then I gave him a few books, um, Healing Life's Deepest Hurts, Sacred Romance, and Wild at Heart. And through that class and those books, he surrendered his life to Jesus. And he went through a lot of healing and forgiveness in his own life and ultimately his wife decided she still didn't want him. She wanted to stay with the man that she'd left her marriage for. So he ended up getting divorced. At one point, he'd asked me if he would, if I would ever date him. And I was like, uh, no, you crazy? <laughs> Why would I want to ruin our friendship? Why do you gotta yeah. ask a dumb question like that, right? That so I was like, no. I said, just be my friend. We're <laughs> great friends, stay that way, right? And he, being the smart aleck he was, goes, Oh, I'll wait for you. You're worth waiting for. And I'll grow on you. And I rolled my eyes and said, whatever. <laughs> five months later, we're engaged. Nice. Literally. I was like- Did you say
4: five? Five months. Five months. Yes.
6: Okay. And I was like, no way, That's, you know, whatever. So yeah.
2: Oh, never you know underestimate it. a man on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> no,
6: <laughs> no, no, no. It was God. It was yeah. all God.
2: <laughs> okay. I'll take um, that answer too.
6: Yeah. <laughs> I would never have envisioned myself in a relationship with him other than a friendship. But I watched God transform him from a man who really didn't have a relationship Mm -hmm. with God to a man who just wanted to please God. He was like a sponge. It was such a beautiful thing to watch God transform him. So after we got engaged, we were doing a premarital book, and it asked us to list all the reasons we were marrying each other. So as I wrote my list and he's beside me writing his, something seemed so familiar to me. So I jumped up and went to find my old bible study books and i remembered writing this list of my desires
4: oh the one you stapled on the
6: uh-huh. okay. field in an envelope yep that's the one okay i found it opened it and i just sat there bawling as i read this letter he's like what is wrong and i'm like you're never gonna believe this but as i read this list that i had written to god it was the exact list that i was writing on this premarital book of why i was marrying todd and i was like gave me every one of them awesome yeah it was just so unreal it was just like one of those okay god i got it
4: (laughs) yeah he he likes
6: loud and clear he
4: he likes letters it was so he likes letters gwen
6: (laughs) yeah so um yeah just that it affirmed how good amazing god is and that he grants the desires of our heart when would they align with him and my life verse for years has been ephesians three twenty, and i'll paraphrase this but it's god will give you more than your wildest dreams could ever imagine he'd done exactly that so we had a year-long engagement packed with tons of memory making and had so much fun and we did so many things with our friends we just had a ton of memories we made um we had so many plans with the retirement and within 10 years we were planning to buy a lake home and we and retire on the lake um, So we had three sons, or Todd had three sons, 21, 23, and 25. Two of them lived in his house in St. Michael with a couple of roommates, and then his other one lived in North Dakota and was deployed in the military. We were married in October of 2013 and just lived life to the fullest, it was the best. Um, We lived in Otsego in my townhouse. Todd was a cop with the Elk River Police Department and I'm a 911 dispatcher for Sherman County Sheriff's Office. His youngest son, Christopher was an alcoholic and he really was struggling to just be a productive adult. I know that sounds terrible, but it is the reality of it. He didn't have regular work. He would get a temporary job and they would love him and want to hire him full time because he was a good employee. And then he would go home and self-sabotage by drinking himself to the point where he wouldn't show up for work and he'd lose the job. This was an ongoing cycle. Todd was growing increasingly frustrated with it. And one day he asked me what we could do to help Christopher straighten out his life and surrender to Jesus. I told him we can pray whatever it takes, but you should know that if we pray that it could possibly destroy us in the process also. So Mm -hmm. we agreed to pray just that. And we prayed God, whatever it takes, please bring Christopher to the Lord.
4: I think many of us as parents have prayed that
6: that's a scary prayer to pray. It is. It is. Um, but we agreed to do it. And two months later on May 9 2015. That and I had just gotten off work at 6pm. Sorry. <laughs>
4: it's okay. Glenn. Just take your time.
6: We had been told that Christopher was intoxicated and Todd decided to go over to the house and check on him. He was always concerned about his alcohol poisoning and his general welfare. So I went to my mother's who was widowed nine months prior to spend some time with her. I went home around 9 p.m. and I hadn't heard from Todd at all. So I, I tried calling him several times with no answer. About 9.30, I got a Facebook message from his son who was overseas in the Air Force, asking what was going on at the house in St. Michael. I had no clue what he was talking about, but apparently a neighbor had sent him a Facebook message telling him there were cops all over the neighborhood and at the house. Long story short, I proceeded to get a hold of Wright County, who wouldn't tell me anything other than there was a medical examiner at the house and Christopher was in custody. Two hours later, a knock on my door and there stood three of Todd's coworkers in uniform to inform me that I was a widow.
4: okay, Gwen, you got it.
6: Christopher and Todd had exchanged words with Todd, telling him he needed to straighten out his life, stop drinking, get a job, get help, and that they had had the same discussion the night before, which Christopher did not remember because he was intoxicated that night also. Todd then went into the house, down to the basement and onto his computer. Christopher went in the house and according to his jail interview, He sat on the couch and was just getting angrier and angrier, thinking his dad was calling him a liar because he didn't remember the conversation from the night before, also blaming his father for all of his troubles. He said he thought to himself that if I get rid of my dad, I get rid of all my problems. So he went to the gun case, took down his deer hunting rifle, loaded three bullets into it, went downstairs and shot his dad in the back of the head. He went back upstairs and thought to himself, what am I going to do? My brother's here. He's a witness. How am I going to get away with him knowing what I did? So when his brother, Blake, opened the door to come in the house, he also shot him. He then went, cleaned off his gun, put it away, and stood over his brother, contemplating taking his brother's phone or leaving it, thinking to himself, if I leave it, maybe he can call for help. When his brother asked why he did it, he turned around, walked out the door, had a cigarette in the garage, and left. Blake was able to dial 911. By the time help arrived, they were both deceased. Christopher did turn himself in 45 minutes later. He had lived in the law enforcement home and been expelled from law enforcement academy, so even though he was intoxicated, he was still able to process that if he crossed the state lines, it would become a federal offense. He didn't have his wallet, he didn't have his shoes, so he figured he may as well just turn himself in. He was in custody before I even knew what had happened. I knew right away that night that I had to forgive him and that I had to show him Jesus' love. I knew that God and Todd both would want me to forgive him and love him. I didn't wanna love him. I couldn't even like him, actually. But I prayed and asked God to love him through me and to help me forgive him. The next morning as I was doing my devotions, I'm just like three hours after I've gone to bed that I'm back up because I was awake very, very late in that night. But I opened my Jesus Calling from May 10th, 2015. And it said, do not resist or run from the difficulties in your life. These problems are not random mistakes. They're hand-tailored blessings designed for your benefit and growth. Embrace all the circumstances that I allow in your life, trusting me to bring good out of them. View problems as opportunities to rely more fully on me. When you start to feel stressed, let those feelings alert you to your need for me. Thus your needs become doorways to deep dependence on me and increasing intimacy between us. Although self-sufficiency is acclaimed in the world, Reliance on me produces abundant living in my kingdom. Thank me for the difficulties in your life, since they provide protection from the idolatry of self-reliance. I sat there wow, on my love seat. I can still picture it. With my hands held out, and I told God, I don't understand why, nor do I need to know why. It's not fair, but life isn't fair. I trust you completely. So here we go. I need you to take my hand and walk me through this. I have no clue how to do this, what this looks like or how to walk this journey. I need you to direct my steps and words as we go through this. I trust you to see the bigger picture and I trust you will bring me happiness again. Let me bring glory to you through this. I felt the peace that can only come from God. I knew my role was to represent Jesus to everyone in this time of tragedy. I knew that Todd would say if his sons came to Jesus through this, then his death was worth it. I know God could have made another way for the boys to come to Christ, but this is what was to be. My prayer is to be Jesus to them so God can use me to reach their hearts. So that's may 10th that's one the morning after this happened Good morning
4: the next day yep, yep. Okay. the
6: next morning uh four days later i'm reading from my devotional that's called i'm just saying and how honestly i picked it because it's a sassy title just like i am
4: <laughs> yeah and so if that fits you
6: yeah. it does <laughs> and so i have this devotional that i was reading at the time and, and i opened a may 14th and this is what this one says forgiveness is not about forgetting It is about letting go of another person's throat forgiveness is an incredible power a power you share with god forgiveness is first for you the forgiver to release you from something that will eat you alive that will destroy your joy and your ability to love fully and openly by forgiving you love that person well why should you love someone who has hurt you because they are also a child of God, and he loves the broken child that they are. God will help you take on the nature that finds more power in love and forgiveness than in hate. Are y'all sensing a theme here?
4: Yeah, a little bit,
6: yeah. Right? Next day, May 15th, I pick up one of Todd's devotions, my utmost for his highest, and it reads, my beloved, there's me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you rise to the occasion do what the trial demands of you it does not matter how much it hurts as long as it gives god the opportunity to manifest the life of jesus in your body may god not find complaints in us anymore but spiritual vitality a readiness to face anything he brings our way we are here to submit to his will so that he may work through us what he wants once we realize this he will make us broken bread and poured out wine with which to feed and nourish others hmm. clearly god was speaking to me that this was his
4: story to use for his glory
2: <laughs> oh yeah clearly. absolutely clearly <laughs> <laughs>
4: Driving it home.
2: Right? You are such a good listener.
6: (laughs) So in doing our funeral preparations, I was asked if the news cameras could be at the funeral and televise it. My first answer was, no way. I don't want a camera put in my face to watch me ugly cry. (laughs) Uh, And then there was the Holy Spirit. A gentle nudge in my heart saying, this is my platform to reach others. It's not about you so true and so as i listened to that you couldn't hear me because i'm crying i'll say it again this is my platform to reach others it's not about you so i retracted my no and said okay they can televise it 33 people gave their hearts to jesus during that funeral and i cannot even count how many lives were changed through this tragedy
4: praise god
6: i know those are just the ones that were physically present and raised their hands right <laughs> that wasn't really, talking about everybody that's reached out or been reached in other
4: ways That i bubbling Great.
6: <sighs> there were so many god moments from the very beginning that my girlfriend started a god moment log i'll just share just a few <laughs> I, I mean it's serious i have a notebook it's full it's crazy it's so crazy amazing but um in my career, I've always told my coworkers that if there were ever any emergencies in my family, my peeps had to be the ones to tell me themselves. I didn't want strangers giving me bad news. So God orchestrated it that I was not home when the Wright County officers came to tell me the news. Todd's partners are the ones to tell me later. They didn't appreciate it, obviously. It was about ripped their hearts out to have to be the ones to tell me, but I knew God had orchestrated that. Um, another one was when I knew something was wrong, I called several of my friends to pray because I didn't know what, but something terrible had happened. They didn't just pray. They came over and they were there by my side when the news was delivered. And then when the coroner arrived at my home later in the evening, early morning hours, I opened the door and I knew him. He was a former co-worker. Oh. He just put me in his arms and held me as I cried over the details that he had to deliver to me. Like, that's just God loving you. Yeah, you know? He's just taking care of you.
2: Yep. Um, and then. Yep. Yep.
6: For the next, I don't know, year, year and a half, there were so many moments I was so overwhelmed with the grief that I could hardly breathe. Like it, it hit you driving down the road, and I'd be bawling my eyes out, or whenever, wherever it was, and it would hit me. There were always three songs that God placed on the radio at the exact time with the exact words that I needed to hear, and they just kept. Over and over, he would just speak them to me when I needed them the most. And it was um, I am not alone by Carrie Job, Trust in You by Lauren Daigle, and Thy Will by Hillary Scott. And the words were always perfect for what I was needing in that moment. It was just so amazing. Just him loving on me, even in the midst of this deep, deep grief. Um Another thing, people always ask, when something bad happens to you, You know, people always ask, why me, why me, why me, right? Well, I didn't ask that because I knew what we had prayed and I knew that we gave God permission to do whatever it, whatever takes. it
4: takes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: So I didn't ask that, but I was sitting in my, I have a prayer chair and literally, it's literally where I do my devotions and my prayers every day. But um, I was sitting in my prayer chair and there was like a basket of books on the table, on the floor next to me. And I looked down in there and I picked up an older Bible I had and a sermon note fell out from like five years earlier. And it was, why not me? And I thought that was so powerful because oh, you know, yeah. everybody thinks bad things shouldn't happen to Christians. Right. But yeah. we live in a fallen, broken world. So why not? Yeah. Why not us? Why can't it happen to us? Right. So, right. We're, not, we're not promised to be protected from pain, but he does walk with us through it, which is the best ever yeah right yeah you know
4: god loves those notes and letters i mean i had some experience with that too but wow he he's he's he was driving at home with you like yeah
6: he was never he he never left me he was by my side every second and i knew it i felt it so awesome um i used facebook as a platform for prayer requests let me tell you i lived that i lived that journey raw on the Facebook and I had so much support and prayer that just carried me. It was amazing. So there's negative there, but there's also a lot of good there. Yeah. Yeah. Three weeks later, it's Christopher's 22nd birthday. I know I have to go to the jail. So I go to the jail and visit him for the first time. My prayer was to go there and show him Jesus. You get a video screen and you get like a 20 minute timer down in the corner. So, it went really good for the first 15 minutes and then the last 5 turned really pretty ugly. Yeah. There were some pretty awful things said and I reacted to those awful things and I said some awful things in return and I got pretty ugly. Um so I left feeling like I had failed. I had let Gwen show at the end and not just Jesus. So, I ended up writing him an apology letter saying that I didn't come there to be ugly. However, that's what had come out. And at the same time, he ended up writing me a letter of apology for how he had spoken to me. So that was kind of an awesome moment right there. Yeah. But um, through our later that, what?
4: That in itself is pretty powerful. Yeah, you know?
6: because he was convicted of it, even though he was not anywhere. He was an angry, angry boy. Um,
4: well, even, even just in seeing that you wrote this letter to apologize to him. Well, I mean that that is because I was that convicted. Showed, well, that shows Jesus. You know? I was
6: convicted. <laughs> it so, was kind of funny because when I was there, I had a friend of mine had come with me, and and we had all prayed. A bunch of them were in the lobby praying for me, and then he came in with me, and we were we had prayed that you know I would show Jesus I'm not going because I was raw. It was three weeks. It was really really raw, sure. and. um, as it started to get ugly, I felt this hand on my shoulder, and I went, oh, shoot. <laughs> <What?"> <laughs> so he was like the Holy Spirit conscious going, uh, back it down, woman. <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of brought me back to my senses because I was spiraling fast. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So three weeks later, I was able to tell him that I was going to be better and not bitter, that Satan wanted to use him and this tragedy for evil but I was gonna let God win. That he had to decide who and what was gonna win in his own life. And the pure evilness of this tragedy had Satan written all over it, that Satan wants to kill, steal, and destroy, but I would not be a victim of his. I will be a victor in Jesus. And I told him, my God is bigger than anything Satan can throw at me. And I got to have some really real conversations with him and I shared a lot about Jesus with that kid, but it was hard and it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. But four months later, he said he was sitting in his cell thinking about how dark his world had become. And yet he saw light shining from his family members that were forgiving him and still loving him. And he made the choice to walk in the light and he accepted Jesus.
3: And I know that I
6: know that he will be in eternity with us and he will get to see his dad again. He has immense regret. He's lost everything. He has a long prison sentence ahead of him. But all glory to God and praise be to Jesus for redeeming that young man. And I can honestly say I love him now. And that's God, not me. God has given me a love for him that is not of me. Yes. Yep. And I visited him every other week for the first couple of years. And since COVID, I have taken to video visiting. He's doing well considering he's in prison. We have great conversations, very open and honest. Um, I get to pray with him. He knows he has a ministry inside the prison walls and it's crazy but I can actually like love him and he says he says he knows it's real he's like I can tell you really do love me and it's like oh, wow. crazy okay. it's crazy to me but it's God you know it's just God can do the impossible
4: really oh, for sure
6: yeah um so Uh, There's a few things about forgiveness I wanted to share on this. And it's forgiveness is not so much for the other person as it is for ourselves. And if we refuse, and yes, forgiveness is a choice, just like love is. But if we refuse or choose not to forgive, the bitterness inside us will eat us alive. We will be bitter and angry, hurting ourselves the most. And holding on to unforgiveness is like clogging your own major artery. Don't give anyone or anything that much power. Another one is the person you've refused to forgive probably isn't even affected in any way by your forgiveness or unforgiveness, but you are. Yeah. But another thing is that forgiveness doesn't give the person you're forgiving a clean slate. It gives you a clean slate. Oh, right. yeah, that's yeah.
2: powerful. Yeah, Absolutely. And
6: then bottom line, Scripture says, do you want to be forgiven by God? Then you're also called to forgive others.
2: Correct. Yep.
6: So um, yeah. So fast forward now. Uh our dream was to retire on the lake. And I had been looking for a lake home and had been praying if it was God's will, He would provide one. I had my old townhouse and had been renting Todd's home out since 2015. In 2019, I made the decision to retire full-time and go to work part-time. I put my retirement notice in on Monday. On Wednesday, I got an email saying, look at the lake homes for sale in your area. So I pulled it <laughs> up, and one of the homes for sale was my former home from when I was 16 years old. <laughs> I had lived there three times as a teenager, and then when I first got married while we were building our house, and then eight years later, we bought the home for my parents, which we then moved back to another state, and so we sold it, and whatever. At the time of it being listed for sale, my friends had bought it, gutted it, and remodeled it. So, I sent the listening to my kids, and we decided we should go look at it. It was definitely a much nicer home now than when I had lived in it before. So, after looking at it on a Wednesday, I prayed overnight to know what to do. Thursday, I made an offer. They accepted it that night, but there was a contingent offer already on it. And he had three business days to remove his offer. So, that gave him Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. I thought, that's great. If it's supposed to be mine, God will make it happen. Been they right. done that, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I had perfect peace. And on Wednesday morning, they called and the house was mine. Awesome. So I had 30 nice days challenge. to sell two homes, get moved. Praying again, I asked God to provide the buyers and the prices that I needed. Um, and to get all the paperwork done, because 30 days isn't a lot of time, right? Yeah. So on my town, um, Todd's renters, or my renters, I should say they weren't Todd, they were mine, Um, had been trying to purchase Todd's house since quite a while, but they just weren't able to get it done. So miraculously, it closed five days before the closing on my new house. And then on my townhouse, I put a homemade coming soon sign in the yard, really (laughs) tacky with dark lime green duct paper on there. daughter was (laughs) horrified. She's like, Mom, go buy a real sign. I'm like, no, it's good. Like, with this coming soon for sale sign and uh for sale by owner in my yard three days later a realtor called seen my sign and wanted to know when she could show her client so she came in the next day and gave me an over asking offer so god provided all the details in his perfect timing yes. two houses sold one purchased moved and retired all in about five weeks time wow <laughs> so then wow. i thought i'm in my forever home i'm never leaving this house surprise (laughs) two and a half years later god opened the door for a house that i had previously looked it into before i bought the first one across the lake from the one i was in and um it's bigger better bigger lot
4: it's awesome
6: it's awesome (laughs) it's like a dream come true kind of right And I thought I was in my dream come true across the lake, but then this one happened. And so God opened the door for that. And here I am in this one now. So I moved again. But um, I guess I'm continually amazed, but not shocked at God's continued provision and blessings in my life.
1: Yeah, yeah.
6: He loves us, cares about every little detail. And he just wants us to open our hearts, surrender to, and love him. Um, he's blessed me with an amazing haven of rest, a home where I believe he wants people to feel his presence, his healing, his peace, his love, and be drawn to him.
4: We do we do feel that there. I mean, <laughs> you, seriously,
6: that's that's what I believe he wants here. So I know
4: it's it's a place of ministry. I totally believe that. so yeah,
6: that's quite a blessing. So I'm gonna wrap it up here with is life hard? Of course. Are there challenges, pain, wounds, things we don't understand? Of course. In the Bible, John 16, tells us in this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He doesn't promise us a perfect life, but he does promise to walk with us through it all. And I myself am so in love with Jesus.
4: Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> beautiful, Gwen, beautiful.
4: That was amazing. I just, I love Jesus, too. (laughs) I know, right? He's so good.
6: (laughs) Even in pain. He's so good.
4: I know, right? Well, I have I wanted to share uh, just a couple things. Um, And I'm not sure if I told you this or not before. But and for those of you that listened to my testimony earlier, I talked about my youngest son, Patrick, that And I don't know, maybe I did share this with you, but he, um, Todd was hit the liaison officer at Oak river when my son was in high school. I did not know that. And he had some trouble and I was actually spent the last couple of days trying to find the emails that I had from the school, but he was having, um, some issues with, with some people at school. He was bullied a lot, but, um, And, you know, now knowing what kind of has transpired since then, but um, I remember having some conversations with Todd and that he was like, super, like reaching out to Patrick and I wouldn't, I don't know if he really took him under his wing per se, but it was, um, it was pretty powerful, like, so he had a presence in his life. so i wanted you to know that oh
6: that's so cool so yeah he was a good school liaison
4: (laughs) yeah he was he
6: loved people he just loved people
4: yeah i also wanted to share something that um earlier today i sent you a song by David carter Mm -hmm. i sent you a couple of them you know i I do the song thing (laughs) we like music yeah so um but one of them was the forgiven one yep. and there's a part of that piece of music in the middle where i can't even get through it without crying because it just it hits me so so hard about the the power of forgiveness and how we just get to be with god and It says, um, a little bit, I think it's in the bridge, but it's, I could have been six feet under. I could have been lost forever. Yeah, I should be in that fire. But now there's fire inside of me. Here I am, a dead man walking. No grave going to hold God's people in the weight of all of our evil. It's lifted away forever free. Who could believe? Who could believe? Mm -hmm. And your story is just encompasses that, I think. And I just praise God for Christopher's soul. And I'm I'm so sorry this happened with you. And, yep. But God is so sovereign in it, you know? Yep. And it's an honor to be your friend. And I feel the I, same about you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm really happy that you came on and shared this tonight. Thank you
2: for having me. Yeah, it's an yeah. absolute honor to have you here sharing your testimony. Thank you so much. Um, I, I don't know if you're active, and you probably weren't active at all in chat while you are giving your testimony. No. Um, but I wanted to read this to you. Uh, someone had wrote, what an amazing testimony and a beautiful child of God.
3: Oh,
2: thank you. <laughs> thank you.
5: Yeah, Gwen, thank you. Thank you so much. I, No matter what life threw at you or what Satan threw at you, it amazes me of how you see the bigger picture of what God was doing and you allowed him to work and
2: your obedience. Yes,
5: your obedience and his grace is sufficient. And you have proved that. And uh, that's yep. an amazing story. And God bless you. Thank
6: mm-hmm. you.
5: Yeah, God is good. Amen. Amen. I- I have a visual that he gave me right
6: like that first morning when i was doing my devotions and i was reading that jesus calling and i had like this you know how you can put blinders on your face and you can you don't see any peripheral you'll just see what's right in front of you and i and it was god i see this i see what's right here in front of me and it was so good it was so so good and then i just opened my hands wide open and i said but you see this yeah This is what you see, this big picture that I can't. And I have to trust that. And I'm going to trust you, even though this hurts. I'm trusting this bigger picture that you see. And I I just believe he really gave that to me that morning to be able to, uh, I don't know, see it in his eyes and not mine so much. Not Not that that didn't make it, I mean, it didn't make it not hurt. It definitely was an awful journey, it was painful really?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that you you know i've I've heard that your testimony at the ranch, you know, you were able to give it there, and mm-hmm. i'm I'm just so honored that you came on here and gave um, a, you know had a little more time to talk about it, and because you know Nate only gives us like fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
6: I got a little longer that from Nate because mine was a little longer. But
2: I, <laughs> I think
4: he's listening right
2: I, now. I saw Nate in here earlier. I said hi to him. I don't know if he's active in chat. He, so he, he probably gave didn't me a longer that, time. But- he
6: kind of gave me a free reign because I sang. You, you that did. Night too. I sang. A couple did. Of these songs. Yeah. All
4: right. She sang after she gave this testimony. She's sang in front of a hundred people.
6: Hearing it, I think I did. Didn't I?
4: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh.
6: Well, yeah. um, it's God's story. It is. It's all God's story. Uh, yep. And absolutely. Honestly, I feel honored that He trusted me to walk it. And
1: that
6: I was pray the other that thing. I
2: um, bring
6: that, honor to Him through it. Yeah. So,
2: that was the other thing in chat. A lot of huron for their God. Everybody's like, yes, that's my God. That's my God. <laughs> you know, uh, everyone was praising God through your testimony, and everybody could see that. Um, his, his hand is on it, on everything. So he's beautiful, amazing, and,
4: and it gives so much hope for some. You know, some of us that are going through this with people that, yes, you know, in our families that don't know the Lord, and that God can do anything. He can reach anybody. He can, and yeah. It's it's just really gives some hope, and you don't know, like you said, the whole picture and how He's working in it, and but we got a glimpse of it tonight through your story, and so. Just awesome, thank you. This is kind. Of, this is what I think. Um, Ron and Mike and I have, you know, we just want things like this and stories about God to press into people, you know. Yeah. And so, it, God calls people through many different ways, you know.
6: Well, He wants us to use what we walk through. To one bring glory to him and to help others so yeah that's what i try to do
4: well i usually do the salvation or i have been doing this salvation piece of the of the podcast but i can't get my nose to stop running <laughs> so <laughs> i'm just gonna muddle through this everybody so
2: sorry. <laughs> right. go ahead take your time
4: if you could see on zoom it's pretty comical <laughs> But um,
2: any mascara left?
4: <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> so uh, it just brings us to the most important night of uh, important thing of the night, right? And that's salvation. So we just want to reach out to anybody here who's listening. And if you don't have Jesus in your life, and you don't know him. Don't worry, because he knows you. And he wants you to know him in a more intimate way. And so don't be afraid. Um, Ron's gonna open up the call lines and we can uh we can walk you right up to the cross tonight. If something in this story tonight has touched you about what Gwen shared and about forgiveness. That forgiveness is extended to you. You can have that. And so I just wanna. I just wanna call that out to you. Just call in. There's a little phone icon on the bottom here in the chat. Just call it in. We'll open up the lines.
2: The lines are open.
4: Yep, good.
2: Uh, We've got 37 listeners in chat live, and I don't know each and every one of you personally, but if there's anyone there that is not saved and you want to uh, receive salvation tonight, please call in. We're here for you. We love you. We're family. Uh, We want this for you, and of course, so is God.
4: Yes, and we need salvation because there's a sin problem, and the solution is Jesus Christ, but it's up to us to have a response to that to take an action step and that's by confessing need for christ and the belief that he died for your sin in your heart and that's what it means to be born again and just like that god makes all things new and the the bible there's a verse here that we often say here on the godcast um, that lays it out pretty simply in the bible on how you receive salvation. Is if you confess, it's in Romans 10, nine and 10. And if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with the heart that one's believes. And it's with the mouth that one confesses and saved. So I don't know if anybody has called in or not.
2: Uh, no, no one's called in.
4: Okay. But it doesn't matter. I mean, I mean, it does matter, but it's okay because we are not on God's timing, and so this may be something that someone's listening to five years from now. I don't know, and you know, an ocean away. I don't. We don't know that. So if you are, you don't need me to get salvation. You just need the Lord, so you can just call out to him right now, right where you're at. There is a prayer of surrender on our, this is an official Godcast telegram page that you can pull up. and But you don't have to say some magic words. It doesn't have to be about that. Just confess that you need him and that you believe in him. And that's all it is. Ask him to be the leader of your life. And if you've done that tonight, welcome to the family. (laughs) This is a pretty awesome family we have. And so we just wanna support you too. So we have uh, avenues for that. We can uh, get a Bible out for you. We have uh, a group of people we call the Shore Up Squad. And uh, it's a salvation. Like after salvation group that um, salvation helping others remain encouraged uplifted and prayerful and so it's a group of men and women that are together here that will be your first point of contact and can help you get uh, into a local church can pray for you celebrate with you um, just be there to shore you up it's it's a it can be a tough first week or so after you've accepted christ because the enemy he doesn't want to let you go but first john 4 4 says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world and so we'll stand by that so we're here to support you
2: thank you thank you Mary. thank you for being here
5: great job mary thank you
2: Okay, just before our final prayer, just a couple of announcements. There was a question asked in chat by a gentleman by the name of Jeff. Does anybody know this? Jeff? Jeff is? Okay, Jeff, Jeff asked, I
4: think I know a Jeff.
2: Yeah, Jeff asked Jeff a s? question. Jeff. Yes, Jeff s. <laughs> Jeff s.
4: He oh, asked, yeah, that Jeff.
2: <laughs> he asked, who is hosting Good Friday? And, and that is um, when Moonwolf hmm. will be giving his testimony. Who is hosting was a question? The answer? You are Jeff. You are co host. <laughs> I don't
5: will- think he can fill my shoes. I'm pretty I'm pretty big name around here.
2: Hey, if he picks up a guitar and starts singing, we might have a competition.
5: <laughs> he said he used to sing. I'm uh, looking he did. forward to it. He did. Uh, he's, he gonna, he's, gonna, gonna he's gonna sing off. the old rugged cross for me.
2: Bring your he's guitar, Jeff. We're singing old rugged cross on Good Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. ought to get him excited. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he said, not uh, anymore. Not
5: anymore. Oh, my goodness.
2: Well, I'll, I'll try and talk him into it. We'll see how far we get. It'll be fun.
4: Yeah. Um, maybe we could just have a croaky night. How's that?
2: There we go. <laughs> uh, next week, we have Paulette Anderson. Don't forget. Uh, another another uh, girl from the ranch in Minnesota, the King's Ranch. Another one of Nate Wattenhofer's friends, right? And yep. uh and Mary's friends. Nate'll <laughs> be I'm gonna
4: have to remember that one, Gwen. Nottenhofer.
2: Not Nottenhofer?
4: Nottenhofer.
2: He's I've talked to him and uh, you know, he says he's had it butchered many times before and, and it doesn't hurt his feelings anymore. So right. and uh I consider Nate a good friend now. He's part of the family, yeah. so I can butcher yeah. his name. <laughs> Nate Wattenhoferth. And he's here tonight listening. Thank you for being here, Nate. And uh thank yep. you for uh, your friendship and uh, for your friends that you share with us. So we're looking forward to Paulette next week. And then the weekend after that, we'll have Moonwolf, uh, which is going to be awesome. And uh don't forget, uh all night here on Podbean, we got the Conley. And Conley started nine minutes ago. Don't leave until we get this prayer out of the way here. And then uh, after Conley, we've got. Bards FM and then Kilted the Christian and then more Bardsy all night. So yeah. no need to go anywhere. You can stay right here, fall asleep with your phone in your hand, just like we do. And uh okay, Mary, you want to get us off of the closing prayer? I don't know if you've seen any prayer requests. Well,
4: yeah, I, I didn't I saw one from Insidious. Okay. It was an unspoken prayer for a couple a couple or a couple people, but Okay.
2: I saw that that's one all too. I saw. Okay.
4: I wasn't paying attention too much. I was sorry. If well, I let's missed just somebody, put one of but... them
2: blanket prayers over everybody in chat. Yes. Everyone listening to, And uh, that way we've got everybody covered, huh?
4: Yes. That sounds great. Awesome. Okay, Lord. Here we are. Another Friday night with you. It was pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank you for bringing Gwen here to be with us tonight and to share everything that you've done in her life that is so good and so hard, that things that she's went through, but you've made, you know, for what the enemy meant for evil, you turned to good. And every time, every time, Lord, So thank you for that, and thank you for Christopher's soul, and I just want to pray a blessing over Gwen and her family, and this life that she's walking out with you, Lord, is just amazing, and so I know that even besides this testimony tonight, she is a presence you as she's just a light wherever she goes and so i just thank you for that and i i pray that that light will go out even further and that you know it's not just christopher like she said that was saved through this i i really believe lord that there is more work to be done in it and so we just pray in alignment with your will in that so bless her and her family and i want to Put up a prayer for insidious jeff's wife that um, said an unspoken prayer and you know you know the need you know the the challenge or you know whatever it is lord you know the praise so you know her heart so we just lift her heart up to you right now and whatever she's facing and we pray in alignment with that in the name of the lord jesus christ that your will would be done in it and we pray over any other prayers that were requested tonight you see everything way beyond more than what we can and so you know if I've missed anything lord I know that you're you're always in the gap <laughs> so I'm just going to trust you in that so we we pray in your your name jesus that your will will be done in every circumstance and every challenge that anyone is facing here in this chat here on the live whoever's listening those who are not listening you know our extended family and friends and um we just lift them up to you lord we know you got it and we especially pray for those souls that will hear this message tonight that we're seeking you that they'll find this message of forgiveness and want that from you, because you are are everything. And so we lift all of this up to you in your glory. This is all for you, less of us and more of you, Lord. And we just pray your will in all of it. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. Thank you, Mary. It's a beautiful prayer.
5: Amen. Thank you, Gwen. Yes.
2: Man, I wish I'd give you a hug all the way from there.
4: I know. <laughs> you got some pretty long arms, Ron, but they're not that long. <laughs> man,
2: I love you. Thank you it. so much for being here. Um,
1: Thank
2: you. It's really great to meet you and to have you and and uh, man, I wish you were closer. We'll have to get together sometime. Yeah. Mary, invite her to a Bards Fest.
4: Yeah. Come on out.
6: You need to come can... to the ranch. I was thinking Maybe we can get Nate to, to sponsor
2: ranch. a fest. We'll have the Nate Fest. <laughs> we'll get the get the band back together. So we're on a mission from God.
4: Yeah. I'll teach you how to dance at the ranch, Ron.
2: He'll, he'll teach <laughs> you can see how his to... face
4: just went white.
2: <laughs> All three of my left feet. <laughs> I might have better luck learning to dance on my hands like a monkey.
4: <laughs> well, we've uh, seen that. So it's, it's okay.
2: Well, good. Thank right. you so much. Um, please, if there's anyone else from the ranch who'd like to come out and give their testimony, please uh, get a hold of Mary or uh, Nate or Gwen and, and they'll, they'll tell you how to get a hold of us. You can reach us at this is an official godcast at gmail.com. If there's anyone out there that would like to give their testimony, uh, please do let us know. And uh, I'm going to close out with some music. But before we do, I just want to remind you, my dearest friends, let us not forget we are here for one reason and one reason only. And that is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior. So if there's someone in your life that you love that does not know God, please share this Godcast with them. Well, until next week. Thank you so much.
4: Bye. Love you guys. Bye, Gwen. Thank you.
0: When they ask me for my testimony, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them. When they Jesus, Jesus, greatest love I found All about Jesus, Jesus He turned my life around He's my Savior, He's my friend Jesus, Jesus When they ask me the meaning of living I'm gonna tell them Tell them when they ask me, the secret of this joy that's overflowing. I tell them, I'm gonna tell them it's all about Jesus, Jesus. Great love I found, all about Jesus, Jesus. He turned around, he's a This is good news, good news, good for you and me. This is good news, good news, come on and believe. This is good news, good news, all you have ever need. Jesus, Jesus. It's all about Jesus, Jesus. Greatest love I've found, all about Jesus, Jesus. you turn my life around. Oh, He's my savior, He's my friend, Jesus, my Jesus. Let my whole life rise to heaven, Jesus.
3: Jesus Worthy of every song we could ever sing Worthy of all the praise Worthy of every breath we could ever bring, we live for you. Jesus, a name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever say. You want to fill me with your heart and lead me in love to those of Every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. Jesus. Jesus, the name above. Jesus, the only one who could ever say worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you, oh we live for you, In holy there is no one like you, there is none beside you, open up my eyes, Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and me in love to the Holy, oh holy, there is no one like you, there is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show
2: All right, that's a wrap. We'll see you guys next week, seven PM Eastern time here on Podbean. Good night, guys. We'll see you see you later.
4: Good night. Good night. Good night.